What's up guys, Tay here. I'm not gonna do a long introduction because I really wanna get into this and I also don't wanna hold you guys uh, for a long time because this is a very hefty uh, topic and I had to condense it. So I'm probably gonna do a part one and part two, honestly, but we'll see how it go. So this week I'm gonna talk about traps, right? Traps can be in water or land or near water. They're designed to either kill the hunted right or kill the trapped or to capture it right so i want you guys to keep the, those two things in mind traps are designed to either kill or to uh, trap it and when i was doing some research on different types of traps i came across some interesting things so there are many different traps out there but i'm really just going to focus on a few for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of this specific topic um, that got placed on my heart right so there are foothold traps, which are designed to catch something by the pad of their foot, okay, and not the ankle. So think of this as catching someone that's falling by their forearm versus catching them by the palm of their hand, right? You have a better grip if you catch them by their forearm and not the palm of their hand. So that is what foothold traps are, right? Um, the second trap that I want to talk about is um, a body grip trap, right? These type of traps are designed to kill whoever they're trying to catch, right? It's the most, it's considered the most devastating traps there are. They're the most devastating traps there is out there. And think of it as your typical rat trap, just without the board at the bottom, like that little wooden board that they have or whatever that they have at the bottom. So think of it like that. It's really just those metal clamps, like just coming to like crush your body, right? Then you have a cage or a box trap, right? Pretty much think of it as a prison for whoever you're trying to catch, okay? So now that we know a little info on those different types of traps, let me fill you in on why I feel the need to talk about this now. I'll be back. All right, guys, so we talked about the different kinds of traps that we have, right? So we have the foothold trap, we have the body grip trap, and then we have the cage or the box trap, right? So I want to talk a little bit more about that foothold trap. So these are the traps that 
are designed to get a better grip of you, right? And sometimes I feel like we forget that it's those early, early instances, those early emotions, those early uh, situations that we deal with that makes us comfortable, that allows us to stay in one place because pain becomes a way of life. You know, pain becomes, uh, for me at least, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, pain became a way of life. Nothing was normal unless there was some type of rejection, unless there was some type of manipulation, unless there was some type of disappointment attached to it. Because I'm like, oh, well, this is a part of life. I learned how to get through it. I learned how to be resilient. I learned how to overcome. So if I'm not overcoming, if I'm not being resilient, if you're not giving me some type of negative emotion and teaching me how to get over it you're no good for me and that was the dumbest thing ever I could have ever thought and I'm sorry for going so hard right off the back y'all but this is something that's really really on my heart and it's some stuff that I got to get to you guys because I think it's very pertinent at this time so I want to talk about this book that I'm working on and I think that is very important for me to talk about this and tie it in with it's a trap because this book is really coming from a different place in my heart. So for those of you that read my pit experience, you understand my background, some things that I went through and um, how I processed those things. But this book is really, I feel so vulnerable in this book. Like I have no, it, no issues talking about my past mistakes or anything like that. But this book right here. It's is just different. It's something different about it. And it's called The Beast Called Feelings. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this uh, excerpt to you guys. And then we're just going to tie it into those traps that we talked about. And hopefully you guys are encouraged by it. Okay. So I know. I know what it feels like to want something so bad you can't sleep. I know what it feels like to pray to fast, to claim it and believe it and believe it only to still get a rejection letter. I know what it feels like to stand in the middle of an emotional whirlwind, wondering when you will be swept away. I know what it feels like to be confused regarding your career. I know what it feels like to be 25 plus and people ask you, what do you want to do? And you like, I don't know. I know what it's like to scream and ask, why am I here? I know what it's like to celebrate and grieve at the same time. I know. In spite of all that, I know a comforter, a friend, a lover, a healer, and a director. I know what he said to Jeremiah in chapter 29, verse 11. I know the past experiences we had together. I know the battles we won. I felt that pain before. Starting in space not knowing what else to do, having ideas but feeling stuck because you don't know how to mature them, knowing you feel a negative emotion but frustrated because you don't understand how it got there, celebrating the wins of your family and friends and not seeing any of your own life, desiring someone only to find out the feeling wasn't mutual, rejection after rejection, feeling inadequate, Feeling like you wasted too much time. Feeling like you've done it all you can do, but not yielding the right results. 
feeling really good one day and the next is as if nothing good has ever happened to you. Wishing you had another strong friend beside you. Wishing you weren't the strong friend. Wishing you were. Comparing yourself to what you see in the lives of others. Wishing you measured up to what it looked like. All of these feelings and emotions, I felt it one way or another. And I'm sure you have as well. Whether you can identify with one, all, or even more, the fact remains. They can really mess up your life and waste your time. You see, I know when I decided to dedicate my life again and again and again, I was indirectly saying, regardless of my feelings, regardless of the good and the bad days, I submit. Even when I don't get the job, I still submit. Through my singleness, I submit. Even when I want to go back, I submit. Even if I get laid off, I still submit. If I lose it all, I must submit. No matter what it looks like, Romans 8 and 28 is tatted on my heart. And even when I get tired of submitting, I yield my will to yours and simply tell you that my spirit loves you, Lord. But this fight is brutal. Then you'll look at me and speak to me and remind me that I'm not here for Alante, but for others. You created me to be a service to man. So I'll serve. I'll serve in my brokenness. I'll serve when I'm whole. I'll serve when I'm grieving and I'll serve when I'm glad. That's when you'll bring my help. When I push my feelings back in the pit, your blood will cover them to help me preserve another day of submission. This book is part of my submission. So, that's a piece of my book, but let me give you guys a gift. You ready? If you don't understand or even remember anything else that I say in this book, I want you to remember this. Write this down, record it, whatever you have to do. Though you felt these things, you aren't supposed to keep them. They are meant to be like water in your hand. You know, when you cuss water and hold it up like to your mouth like you're about to drink it or splash it on your face and you have to hurry up before all the water falls right back to the place you got it from or on the ground that's how you're supposed to treat your feelings you're going to feel it's inevitable you need to feel just like you need water but you are to allow those feelings to go back to where they came from they aren't designed for you to keep them in your hand Now, there's a beauty in feelings as well as a beast. But right now, we're going to address the beast, the beast called feelings. So, that is an excerpt of my book. And that right there was just the introduction. And I feel like that was such a powerful introduction because I cried every single letter Every single word that I wrote was hard because I was in such a place of entrapment. It was ridiculous. So, going through heartbreak, going through rejection, going through manipulation, going through disappointment, all of that came up within this one date and this interaction I had with this one guy recently. And when I say recently, I'm talking about a week ago. 
And the reason why I feel the need to talk about it now and to get back on my schedule with this book is because talking to this person allowed me to see how immature I was when it came to addressing my feelings and not only my feelings, but also my reactions to things. Now, granted, everybody we meet, everybody we deal with will teach us something different, right? We're going, they're going to bring out something different inside of us as we do them. But this one per se is different because one, he had everything that I asked for, like y'all own job, car, place, sure of himself you know fine he can dress he's trying to be my boyfriend but I digress okay that's a little beast mode plug but honestly y'all when I tell y'all it made me so nervous to have a conversation with him because it showed me how angry I was at my past right my past had me in this, not even had, let way still have me in this place of struggle, like torment, right? He'll say something and I'm just boom. Now I'm a witty and sarcastic person off rip, off top. But half of that is really just based off of my need to be on defense mode all the time. Because like I, like I said earlier, like, I've dealt with a lot. I've I've grown up in a home that was abusive, you know, physically, verbally, emotionally. I grew up in that. I grew up, you know, I was bullied early on in, in church, you know, for years. And I I dealt with identity crisis and all that stuff. And that was all in my early years. And nobody really knew about that. And that was something that I had to get through with God. But then that also shaped how I interacted with people in relationships. And that pain I carried over into my adulthood because I never addressed it. That pain I carried over into my adulthood because I just put it down and said, oh, because I'm not experiencing it anymore, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me because I'm not experiencing it anymore. And that's where I feel like we go wrong. We feel like just because we don't experience those things anymore, because we may have moved out of that house or away from those people or out of that city, that we're good, that we we, we don't have to address it anymore but that's a lie because indirectly you're going to you're going to have the remnants of those situations spill over into the next it might show up a year later it might show up two years later who knows it might show up a week later nobody knows but if you don't touch it if you don't address it if you don't assess your situation look around yourself look at what's growing around you you're never going to know or you're never going to get to where you need to get to so the first trap we talk about was that uh foot that foot foothold uh trap so that trap pretty much is trying to get the bottom, the bottom of the foot, the whole cushion of the foot and not the ankle because there's more grip there. Sometimes I feel like, especially females, we are so emotional and we feel things so deeply. And I ain't got time to hear no females say I'm not an emotional person because that's a lie. We were all created to be 
emotional people. We were created to be emotional beings. That's how God created us. But situations and environmental factors have came and construed or 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 turned and twisted our view of how we should act and react as women and sometimes that's tainted and also it's it's wrong, you know? Why mess with what God put what, what God did? There's no reason for us to touch anything. So I feel like certain situations, um, so what I learned when I was um let me double back. What I learned when I was researching these traps was that trap specifically, they never see that coming. And they never see it coming because it's comfortable when they step on it. Did y'all hear that? It's comfortable when they step on it. Be careful of the situations you are comfortable with. Because at some point, if you move the wrong way, if you say the wrong thing, or if you even stay there too long, it's going to trap you. That could be a job, that could be a current relationship, that could be a current friendship, that could be a partnership, that could be anything. Be careful with what's comfortable, okay? Assess your life accordingly. The second one um, that we ended up talking about was the body grip one, the one that is designed to kill you. And I think that Sometimes that comes with our circle. Who's around us? Who's close to us? Who has access to us? Right? Who can easily touch us? And I'm not talking about just physically, but just, you know, financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Who can touch us? Right? Assess your friends. Assess your surroundings. Assess your coworkers. Like, I think that we are so, sometimes we are so focused on just living this life and doing what we have to do, pay these bills, let's build this brand, let's let's uh, build this business, let's go to this new venture, let's do that new venture, let's start this thing, let's start that, and we're really not looking at who we dragging along. Sometimes there are people there just to kill us, to kill our dreams. To kill our hopes, to kill our ambition, to kill our drive, to kill our motivation, to distract us. Be careful with that. And the last one we talked about was a cage. And I think this is something we all can easily identify with. But this is the, I think this is the worst one because you're literally sitting there looking at everything else around you. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right? Holding on to that pain, I should have forgiven them. They moved on or they died. They passed away. I should have forgiven them. I should have had a conversation with them. I should have did this. I could have did that. I could have did this. I would have if. I would have if. And all of these emotions and these regrets and these traps and All these different scenarios come from one thing. It comes from holding on to something for too long. Those feelings. For me, it was pain. For you, it might be something else. It might be anger. It might be resentment. It might be rebellion. It might be fear. Whatever it is, you have to learn to let it go. Especially in this season. If there's something that God is trying to give you, 
he can't give it to you because you holding on to something and you might be standing right in front of a trap. Right inside of a trap. Who knows? It might be the one to kill you. It might be the one to trap you. It might be the one to cage you. But that's for you to figure out. Assess every aspect of your life. I mean, we, we assess Instagram. We assess Facebook. We look at YouTube. We research. Right? We dig. We talk. We do our jobs. We learn our jobs. So why not learn us? Why not learn what we have allowed to come in? Why not learn what's growing on, what's going on underneath us? Right? So I just say all this. I really just wanted to encourage you guys because I just felt the need to just have this quick conversation. Um, I have a lot of thinking to do myself. I have a lot of journaling to do. I have a lot of reflection. Right. I have some people that I need to talk to. And I just thank God for the freedom that he has given us to do so. I'm so grateful to be able to just share this and just to be open and honest with you guys. And I I hope that this has helped you in some way. You know, I don't do these long podcasts. So I'm going to end this, you know, now. But I hope you guys got something from it, at least a little nugget. Um, please leave me a comment on the podcast. Please leave a review, message me, text me something. If y'all want a part two to this, please let me know because I'm gonna have to go into prayer with this because there's so much that I have, but I also want to keep this under 25 minutes. And that is my goal. I don't want to go over. I barely want to go over 22 minutes. So I'm going to end this. I hope you guys got something from it. Pray for me as I finish this book called A Beast Called Feelings. Let me know if y'all want me to read more from it. I will be more than happy to do so. Peace. Blessings. Eat some. I'm about to eat some chicken tonight. Um, Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye.